1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: Alikada back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is what I'm going to call. Talking Jets and Giants recapping week 14. Looking ahead to week 15, of course. Both these teams now, you know, final four weeks need to start winning. It just sucks how a once promising season for both has not really gone sideways. But for the Giants, it's just kind of. The air has come out of the balloon. The bubble has been burst. I don't know. I don't know sayings. One of those things. And with the Jets, it's like they hit a little bit of a wall. They played well in Minnesota. Could have. You could argue they should have won that game. But didn't. I don't think anybody expected them to sweep the series with Buffalo, especially going there and trying to get a win in Buffalo. And, you know, unfortunately, Jets couldn't come away with a, with a win there either. And now they have to, to. you know Look, they lost the games you thought they'd lose. Now they got to win the games we thought they'd win. Even though Detroit is better, even though Jacksonville is better, and those games don't look as easy as they once did, if they want to make the playoffs, Jets are going to have to win three of these Final Four. Detroit, Jacksonville, at Seattle, at Miami. Now, for drama purposes, I hope it comes down to the final game of the year at Miami. That's what I want. Winner is in, loser goes home. How great would that be? Jets, Dolphins, essential playoff game. Similar to what we have this week with the Giants and Washington. Not quite that level, but close. Giants win two games, they're going to get in. But are they going to be able to win two games? Are they going to be able to win one game? So we'll continue watching that while we also await the Yankees actually making... A move. I mean, what, you know, aside from bringing their own guys back like they did with Judge and Rizzo, are the Yankees going to go out there and offer Carlos Rodon a big time contract? Are they going to get Rodon or are the Yankees kind of still being cautious of the way that they spend? Unlike the Mets and Stevie Cohen. I don't know if the Mets are done yet. I know this, after they brought back Nimmo, the word was the Mets are not done yet. After Senga, you get the feel that the Mets might be done. For now. And that's a big, for now, dot, dot, dot. Dennis is calling from South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, Sal, how you doing tonight? How are you,
3: Dennis? Good, good. I just wanted to run something by you. I kind of answered a couple of my questions already. So you think that it'll take three out of the next four wins, our game. I'm sorry, games, for the, if they could win three the next four, they, the Jets could get in the playoffs, you think 10 will get them in?
2: I think they're in with 10, yes. Because okay. because New England's schedule, as I went over before, I think New England's going 2-2 two and two okay. in, in their Final Four. So if that's okay. the case, that should be able to get the Jets in. Unless San Diego, or excuse me, I, I keep saying the same damn thing with San Diego all the time I, I do it. LA, well, unless right. the Chargers own the tiebreaker over the Jets, which I'm not sure how that's going to work if that were the case, and they also would have to go three and four, then then you'd have a tiebreaker with those two teams for the last spot.
3: Right. but So basically, you know, I, I would say definitely three out of the next four, four would definitely get you in.
2: Well, now, I mean, yeah, you if they were on the table, they're getting in. Right. Now,
3: the question I'm going to ask, and that, that one caller called up, and he's talking about the Zach Wilson thing and all that, listen. He said, well, you let the fan base and the locker room dictate who should start quarterback. That locker room loves this guy, okay? And what I mean, you see how different the offense plays. Garrett Wilson is breaking rookie jet records, okay, since this guy has taken over a quarterback. Zach Wilson wasn't getting the playmakers, the football, okay? When Brees Hall was there, Brees Hall was carrying the offense. And when Brees left, Zach, his deficiencies even showed up even more. I'm not saying this kid will eventually play. What I would do is run the table with White unless he's hurt, have Wilson work on the offseason, have him and White battle it out next year with bringing another quarterback in or having having a a competition and go from there. That's how I would play this.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe, but I'm not worried about next year now. I know,
3: I I know what you're saying it's all about this year. Every year's different, but the caller was already saying Zach Wilson is. I'm just trying to give him a little right better outlook. They're not going to throw Zach Wilson to the garbage can next year. Well, they own his rights for two more years.
2: It would be He's stupid. On the keep. It would be stupid to do so. However, Dennis, I don't yeah. know how significant the. Locker room, see, I, and I don't believe you know the caller saying the fans dictate. I don't think that that's the right. case at all. I don't. The fans wanted Mike right. White to start the year, so there's I no way that. the fans dictate who's starting at quarterback. You may like to right. think that that's the case, it is not the case. So that forget that for a second. But if you look at what the guys in the locker room want, you're right. It's blatantly obvious. It's Mike White. I don't see a White, like what's going to change in a year. Maybe the work. Okay, the, well, the, Wilson puts in more work, maybe, that he gains respect of his teammates. I just don't, I, I'm worried that the okay. locker room would be fractured if Wilson goes back to start.
3: Well, okay, at the great point. But if Wilson truly shows that he's working hard, look, Mike White worked hard. He earned their respect by practicing hard every right. week and show. There's players that came out and said, watching Mike White in practice since the summertime, we knew he was the better quarterback the whole time. Players came out and said that, okay? Now, what I'm saying is, when I watch Zach Wilson on the sidelines, even though he's inactive, still got that puss on his face, still sits there like the spoiled little brat, doesn't get involved. Right, you're
2: not going to mature in three weeks or four weeks, whatever it's been. You're not going to mature as an individual how about, in that time.
3: How about, well, you know what? For me, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm saying to myself, Do, if you really want to make a difference, Sit next to the quarterback coach. He sits there like a spectator with a puss on his face. I mean, come on, man. And and I know Robert Sala, he's saying all the right things. Oh, he stays after practice. He does this. I don't even know if I'm believing that. I don't. I mean, we don't know because we're not there at practice. But I know Joe. Now, do you see Joe Douglas going back into the draft? and maybe drafting another quarterback in the second or
2: third round? Uh, I don't know, Dennis. I mean, this is such... uh, I don't want to say it's such a problem, but it's a challenging situation because the guy that they drafted that they believed in to be the franchise quarterback has not shown any signs that he could be that in the first two years. And you're ready to win now. So I don't think that... They would go through the draft again right now. I think they'd go the free agent route, or, you know or what trade. Really is
3: out look, look, what really is out there in free agent? Well, I mean, they, Lamar, Lamar
2: Jackson could be. They're never gonna.
3: He'll never. They'll never cut him loose. They'll never. They're franchise. Them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't think so. But we're just talking about
3: maybe what, Carr.
2: Well, a Carr, Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Jim, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. These are the common names that yeah, that I'm, have come right,
3: right. They're not going to bring Geno Smith back to New York. You
2: know uh, no, 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 no. I know where I want that. No. No.
3: Okay, but that's what I'm saying. But but if this guy truly wants to try to say, "Hey, look, I'm the guy," he's got to put some off season work in. I'm going to tell you right now, he needs to get he needs to get with somebody who is a real good quarterback guru. I would call Aaron Rodgers and these guys that he claims he has these relationships with, or even call Steve Young, who I hear swe- you know swears by this guy and says, "Look." You got yeah. something to recommend? How, how, I about, how about
2: calling Bill Parcells, and thanks for the call, Dennis. I appreciate you checking in, as always. How about calling Bill Parcells, have him talk to Zach Wilson? I don't think Steve Young or any, you know, fellow quarterbacks, they're going to kind of kiss his rear end. I don't think that those guys are the right guys. Now, look, would Zach Wilson, do you think Zach Wilson even knows who Bill Parcells is? Oddly enough, there's got to be a chance that he doesn't, right? But those are the type of people that I'm looking for. He's just the first one that comes to mind. But that type of respected, adult, proven head coach, not that he's not going to respect what Robert Sala says, but it's a little different coming from somebody else who's had success and won Super Bowls. They, they need to figure out whichever way they can to try and save Zach Wilson. That's the point. I don't know if it's going to be able to happen, but that should be their goal in the offseason. Not right now. I'm not worried about Zach Wilson right now, if I'm the Jets. I'm worried about winning football games. And now if the two go hand in hand, winning football games and Zach Wilson, then maybe you can start to worry about him. Say, hey, when are we getting when, when are we get this guy in his game here? We need his help to to go win a game. Greg is calling from Mayapack. What's up, Greg? So how are you, Greg?
4: Good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the call.
2: Thanks for making it.
4: Hey, listen, you know, I I saw it during the game, and then the coach after the game made a comment, Coach Salah, in the previous Buffalo game, the Jets hurt Josh Allen by accident, going after the ball while he was throwing it, and they hurt his arm. Mm. There was actually a moment up in Buffalo Nation that they were actually scared that the guy was seriously hurt like uh, he won't be able to play for a while.
2: Yeah, his elbow, I remember.
4: Right. So what happened what happens a couple of days ago when we played again? Sal, those guys were practically launching in, 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 into Mike White's ribs. I mean, more than once. It, borderline launching. And, and what, what's amazing to me about it is, is the referees at that moment decide to turn their head as these guys are trying to make sure this guy is carted off the field.
2: Uh, so, it's football. I mean, you're supposed to hit the quarterback. So I, Sal, and, and you can't Sal. touch him now without pass interference. without. Roughing, so, the yeah. so, roughing
4: the passer, yeah. Sal, they call roughing the passer if you touch the guy. These I know, days.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying.
4: And so, 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 I don't understand how all, when these guys are practically leaving their feet to try to hit the guy in the ribs more than once that nobody, nobody throws a flag. I mean, it, it, it was that's why Coach Salah after the game said we're going to see these guys again because it, it was a shock to me the way they were coming after the guy. They weren't just coming after the guy to sack him. They were coming after the
2: guy to hurt the guy. Yeah, I mean, well, you can't, you know, the the officiating is what it is, unfortunately. You can complain about it, but the Jets got to go out there and play a better game. And if you're upset with the physical nature that the Bills are playing the football game with, you thought they're getting dirty, well, then do something about it.
4: I agree in fact it was at a point during the game that i was shocked that the jets didn't keep a running back back there to yeah the As these guys were co- i mean these guys were coming in with a full head of steam <laughs>
2: no he took a beating and that's on the coaching staff you're right that's on the coaching staff and the design and if you see a guy get you know you see a guy getting beat that badly consistently figure something out to where you could protect him whether it's bringing the keeping the running back back like you said to pass protect Whatever it may be, getting the ball out quicker, running the football, you got to be able to counteract the beating that Mike, White, that Mike White took, which the Jets were not able to do. And,
4: and, and you know, so, so many people are, are stuck on Zach has to play. Zach, Zach was ter- I mean, well, nobodys tried-
2: I don't think anybody's saying that now. I think they're saying that as a backup. Nobody wants to see Joe Flacco anymore after he got in the game and had a couple of bad plays. So now it's like, oh, well, why isn't Zach Wilson – Dress as a backup. This is proof. The backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in the building, even if it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson starts, everybody wants him out of there, whether it's Flacco, whether it's Mike White. Now, all of a sudden, people want Zach Wilson back in there.
4: Yeah, that's. It, 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 I don't understand any of it. I really don't. I mean, Zach Wilson tried to throw the ball out of bounds, and he missed. I mean, how could you miss throwing the ball out of bounds?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Phil? Hard to do that. In the NFL, no less. And he's got guys in the flat he was missing. No, it was Zach Wilson. And again, I like him, Greg, and I appreciate the call. Thank you for taking the time. I like Zach Wilson. I believe in his talent. Well, let me rephrase that because I don't like him personally. I don't know him personally. And the stuff that I do now see about him, I don't like. Immaturity, arrogant, all the, and the the fact that he's both he's arrogant both on and off the field, as I've said for several weeks now, and that bothers me. Confidence is great. Arrogance is not. And there's a fine line. And he's arrogant. Is he going to learn from his mistakes? Is he going to do some self-reflecting? Does he even know how to at his age? Took me years to find myself. No, like these things take a while. No joke. Some people never get it. Will Zach Wilson get it eventually? But I like his skill set. I believe in that. And I'd hate to see that Not wasted, but I'd hate to see it not get a great opportunity. And if the Jets have made their decision because of the locker room that they're done with Zach Wilson, and I don't think that's the case. I'm not just talking about for this year. I'm talking about long-term. Now, you got to figure it out. Zach Wilson has to earn, and I said this since the day he was benched, And even actually before that, he's got to earn the respect of his teammates, everybody in that locker room. He's taking his lumps right now. But eventually, if he is going to get another opportunity, he's got to make sure he holds himself accountable. He's got to prove. What type of character he is and what type of player he is, and all those different things to his teammates. And if you take accountability and you humble, you get humbled a little bit, you can earn the respect of your teammates. And that's where Wilson is at. He's got to be able to go do that for this team to have success with him as a starting quarterback. And I really don't see a way. He gets back in there unless there's an injury to Mike White. This year, I'm talking about. If there is not an injury to Mike White, and White took a beating, but he said he's fine. If there is an injury to Mike White, then there'll be an opportunity for Wilson. Other than that, you cannot justify benching, who's clearly been the better of the two quarterbacks, for any reason. Not this year, not the future, no reason. You cannot justify benching Mike White unless he gets hurt. And if he gets hurt, now the narrative changes. All right, well, Mike White and his run are done. Back to Zach. What did he learn? Has he improved? I don't know about you, but I'm curious to find out. I don't think he's ready now. But if needed because of an injury, that's what they're going to have to do. 877-337-6666. I want to hear from you, Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets, Rangers, whatever else is on your mind on this Tuesday morning, start of the show, talking about both the Jets and the Giants and recapping week 14 in the NFL. 14 weeks have come and gone. Jets and Giants still looking for their first win in December. Played some meaningful games, but between the two of them, not one win in those meaningful games Will each team make the postseason? Will neither make the postseason? Those are the questions that we want answers to, and we'll find out soon enough. Hey, look, maybe as early as this week. I mean, if if the Jets lose now at home to Jacksonville or Detroit, they're in trouble. If the Giants lose this weekend... They're in big, big trouble.
0: Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Sal back on The Fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Another week in the NFL wrapped up last night. Of course, New England getting the win over Arizona. Kyler Murray going down early in that game with an injury that apparently is going to be a torn ACL. That's what the you know the word is. They'd be surprised if it's not that unfortunate for Kyler Murray and for the Cardinals. Look, Cliff Kingsbury is a disaster. I mean, we knew that at the time of the hire. They've had some moments, but... That was a bad decision that Arizona made, and it has not worked out for them. They have regressed in the last couple of years. It's time for a change there, and you just feel badly for Kyler Murray. And if it is in fact a torn ACL, you're talking about him. I would assume missing all of next year as well, and you know that just sucks for the player, for the organization, for the fans. Terrible. You hate to see that. But Kyler Murray goes down. Anyway, New England gets the win, and that hurts the Jets a little bit. You look at the playoff picture, Jets on the outside looking in. And what it comes down to for both the Jets and the Giants, Jets are going to have to win likely three out of four to get themselves to a 10th victory. And, you know, without that, I don't know how they're getting in in a very difficult AFC for the Giants. They have to figure out a way to get themselves to nine. So they got to win two more of their remaining four games possible. Not likely, but it is possible. And it just sucks how everything was so promising early on. And now it's unlikely that both make the playoffs. We thought maybe a couple of weeks ago it was surefire both teams would have made the postseason. Anyway, we've talked NFL, Jets, and Giants. We've also done some hot stove baseball. Hated uh you, the Yankees, gonna you gonna you know, make a move or you, what, are you, what? Are the what are the Yankees doing exactly? Taking victory lap with Aaron Judge, bringing him back. They're reportedly, according to the Post, gonna make an offer for Carlos Rodon. Well, I, I'm dying to find out where that offer is at. What? What is it exactly? We talking 200 million? I mean, what's with the offer? Just go get him. Why can't the Yankees? Operate like the Yankees. Just go get them. You want them? You need them? Go get them. You know, the way the Yankees used to do. And the way the Mets do do. Currently, the Mets are running circles around everybody in free agency. Now, the reason that the Mets have to spend this way in free agency is because they're making up for lost time. Approximately 2010 and beyond free agency has been a wasteland for the Mets. Nothing doing. And then since Steve Cohen took over a couple years ago, obviously things have changed. The BC Mets never got free agents. The AC Mets, they lead the way in free agents. After Cohen. The before Cohen Mets. Nothing. So it's refreshing to see the Mets being the most active team. The team that spends the most. Checkbook baseball is fun to play. But the biggest thing is going to be the results. And while we await a Yankee move or two. Ben Carlos Rodon. Carlos Correa. I can't anticipate the Mets doing anything of significance anymore. I mean, maybe there's a trade to be had. You saw, by the way, the Braves getting involved in a three team trade, trading Contreras to, you know, the trumpet boy. He thought he was uh he thought he was Edwin Diaz with the trumpets. But he's not. He embarrassed himself, comes up to that trumpet song, and then Diaz just wiped them out. It was the one positive thing that happened to the Mets in that series, that last series of the that last weekend of the year in Atlanta. Anyway, Contreras gets traded to Milwaukee. Braves get Sean Murphy. Solid move. I mean it doesn't scare me necessarily from the Braves perspective. I'm still more nervous about Philadelphia. But I don't think the Mets need to go out there and right now, you know, there's some talk about Carlos Correa. Should the Mets go get Correa? Come on, guys. Pay attention. No, they shouldn't. And I love them. And I wanted them. But you can't commit $300 million to Carlos Correa and then expect to go get Shohei Otani. And the Mets already have a shortstop. If they didn't have Lindor, it'd be a no-brainer. You know, with the Yankees, they don't have Lindor. They don't have a real shortstop. They had IKF. I like Peraza. He's going to prevent you from getting Carlos Correa. Who do you think is going to be a better player? Peraza or Correa. And realistically, I may sit here and say the Yanks need Correa. I don't; they're not getting him. For the Yanks, if they go in on Rodon, that would be the the biggest contract that they will get. There will not be anybody that's going to, you know, exceed that. The other thought process would be, you know, where people are talking about all oh, Yankees working on something big. And again, I don't think it's going to happen, but you could potentially knock the socks off of the Angels and try to swing a deal for Shohei. The Yankees have a very deep farm system. I mean, the dream scenario, if I'm a Yankee fan, would be trade everybody, Peraza, Cabrera, Volpe, trade all those guys for Shohei. Then sign Correa. And then you have Shohei and Correa on this team right now for prospects who weren't gonna really have an impact. Anyway, 877 337 6666 Val is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Val? From the
5: Bronx. Come on now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm say. sorry.
2: Val from the Bronx. Sorry, Val. It's early. I'm literally I am half asleep. So much so that I am right. standing right. up. No, it's not. I physically I'm not doing well. I'm standing up so I don't like crash. That that's and I, I hate standing up Wow! Well, what kind of
5: weekend you had, man? Yeah,
2: I know. Well, I mean, you know, look, it's a it's a weekend with uh, somewhat normal sleep, and then you try to stay up through the overnight, and the first one's always a tough one. But yeah, I mean, yesterday yeah, I did I indulge I a little you. bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I do the same, Miles. So I know how you feel. I know yeah. how you feel. Anyway, what's up, pal? And I
5: get flipped over the weekend too. The weekend that I have to work because now I gotta go in in the morning. You know, here's like, a, you go from. And here's so the other I, thing. I what you're
2: and here's the other thing, Val. Like my wife, and and I, look, I love my wife, okay, but I ask her, do not. Wake me up. And actually, it's less of an ask and more of a tell. Do not wake me up. <laughs> and then at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning or, or Sunday morning, she wakes me up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Do you not understand? She's like, yeah, but I know you had to get stuff done before football and this. And I'm like, no, I need to sleep. Stop waking you know me what? up.
5: I got points to make. But before I get into that, just to address that, you should feel good, man. You're in a sweet spot. I'm I'm elder in my marriage right now. So she lets me sleep because she doesn't want to deal with me. <laughs> you should feel glad that she's actually trying to have you around her, bro. You're in the sweet spot of your marriage right now. Oh, and
2: I just want to be left alone.
5: Let me sleep. No alone, it, God, it, please. Watch. It comes in time, and then you're going you're gonna to miss that. Yeah, right. It comes in time. After, after some years, you feel like you know, she's more looking for reasons to get you away from her. And, you know, like, you let them sleep, you know, yeah. let them watch football. It's all good.
2: Between the baby, between the wife, between the dog, between the alarm clock, like, if, if there's a morning where I don't actually need to be up, can you please just let me sleep And I know what you're saying. Maybe there will be a day, Val, that I'll miss that. Today is not that day.
5: No, I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, I've been missing you, man, because I got, you know, I, I spoke to Mac on Friday,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and I got two points I want to make with you. All right. I need you to, I'm always asking for this. So it's going to sound like an old story, but I need you to just bear with me for a second so I can get it all out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So point one, I'm trying to be patient. And I think as as a Yankee fan and for those out there that are Mets fans, I think we actually got to be a little bit patient because it's not, if you look at it from the perspective of what they're actually going at and the strategy that seems to be behind it all on both fronts, I think it actually looks good. Yankees, whether we get Rodon or not, the fact that they're actually looking at somebody like that means that they understand that Cole is not necessarily a total one. He's a 1A or 1B. So we need another 1A, 1B to slot him oh, on. The and Next Cole, Cole's a one. You know?
2: They need a two. Garrett Cole is a one. They need a two behind him. Severino, Cortez, well, not really a number two. They could be potentially, but they're not. Rodon is a legit number two.
5: Well, understand what I'm saying. We spoke about that during the season with, the, you know, the times that sometimes Cole gets a little bit shifty every once in a while. It's good to have somebody like that behind him. They addressed the bullpen thing. Everybody keeps talking about bats in the postseason. It was the Schmitz and the, the bullpen moves that we made that did that. We got Canley in early, and he was looking at that. So that kind of stuff makes me feel good about it. Sure. And the Correa thing, if we actually do go for that youthful transition in the infield, somebody like Correa, and even if we don't get him, the fact that they're thinking like that, means that they have that in their mind. Somebody that makes that transition a little bit easier. For y'all Mets... Well, wait. How the, does Correa oh,
2: make that transition easier? Because if he's here, some of those guys are going.
5: Yeah, but some of them are still
2: coming. And, and the fact that you have a veteran
5: presence like that in the infield... Because our infield, apart from Rizzo, everything else is suspect. So you know and even if you don't want to say suspect it's still like you know well i mean are, I, I you, are heard you talking Lakers about playing so, so they're going to so, sign but,
2: Correa and have korea play third and bring up peraza still and then potentially volpe i mean I'm fine with that, but you got twenty five million on the books for Josh Donaldson. You have to figure out what you're gonna do with Glaber Torres, you still have LeMayhu there.
5: All that stuff you worry about if you get him on. And I told you already, Donaldson is already somebody that they're trying to ship and eat. Well money then go, on. So go, go spend the money then. That, but,
2: well then if that's the case, but, then go spend the money. It's only money. Yankees should have that.
5: So, no I hear you. But let me let me just get through it all. Even with the Mets, they saw moves with like other things that are going on in the division and heck, even with the Padres, of course the NL Uh, division, how everybody's going crazy offense, Mm -hmm. and the guys that they might have thought about, because it's really a bat that you're looking for, and I don't know that he's really out there. So they said, let's beef up our pitching and let's try to get people out. I think that's a good thing, and you got Alvarez uh, the coming Mets, uh, and The Mets have, at- yeah,
2: they, but they may be overvalued. You don't know what Alvarez is going to be. He could be a game-changing impact but you bat.
5: You still got time. You still got time. Correct. Because I don't know that that bat that you want is really out there yet. Correct. So when that's something. Up, correct. That's something
2: they that. can work at in in season. You know, exactly. like they were supposed to do last year, but didn't end up doing it. But that's something you so, can figure out so, in season. The Mets, though, have always been under Epler, especially here in, in recent years. It's always been about the pitching. It's not just, oh, well, there's no bats no, out no, there. I with yeah.
5: that, but, but that's a good counter for what's going on around you. And that's why I'm saying both fronts, they're, they're looking like they, they're actually thinking it through and trying to do the right things and add the right pieces. To get to my second point, okay? And this one is going to be a little bit where, like, I got a couple of things to ask you about it as well, too. But last, I think it was uh, Friday into Saturday morning, you were out and Brother Mac was on. And I spoke with him for a moment. And as soon as I hung up, the next caller that came on, I can't remember the guy's name. And I'm not even trying to steal his thunder. I actually want to give him props. I wish I could remember his name. But he said something about a sleeper trade. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? That makes so much sense. And, but it all, it, it all depends on, on how it happened. But he was saying something about the fact that the Padres are doing all of this stuff and Tatis is still out there. Is this an indication that maybe they're, they're open to moving him? And the reason why I say there's still questions about that is because I want to understand, you know, I, I hate to say it like this, but if he was doing Roy's, to get him back on the field faster, and it's not something where he's like the Roids are what are making him produce on the field. That is something where, like, if the Yankees actually, if we got involved in that in some way and found a way to get Tatis, and it was, in fact, where he was just, you know, he did something to try to just get back on the field sooner. He saw everything that was going on. They got Soto, they got this, and he's just trying mm-hmm. to get back. I would be like, Oh, my well, goodness. Well, of course, now, you, of course, we know of course about- you would,
2: Val. I mean, and thank you for the call, Val. As always, I appreciate checking in. Val from the Bronx, of course. My mistake. But it's not realistic. And look, if the Yankees are going to go get Tatis Jr., uh, you obviously would be excited about that. He's one of the more exciting players in baseball. Now, he's been a headache for San Diego. He's been a problem. He hasn't been a good teammate. He's been immature. He's been arrogant. He's had a been to be talked to. Maybe he's part of the problem there. And they're thinking, hey, you know what? Let's bring in other guys. We have a loaded roster. He's expendable. I'm tired of dealing with this problem that is Fernando Tatis Jr. And if the Yanks want to pounce, I'd love to see it. Here's the issue with the Yankees that is still not known. This is almost like the BC Mets, although the BC Mets had no... Track record. Like, it was just you knew they weren't going to spend. But there was a lack of trust there. You knew they weren't going to spend ultimately, but there was a lack of trust. With the Yankees now, I need to see them go out there and spend big this offseason. I'm not talking about the 360 on Judge. That was, I mean, you had to do that. I'm talking about Rodon. I'm talking about Correa making a trade for Tatis. I mean, look, the Yankees... You know, and and when there's smoke, there's fire generally, and you hear, oh, the Yankees are working on something big. Maybe that could be a blockbuster deal, whether it's Volpe and Torres or Peraza for Tatis Jr. I mean, I I would not be stunned with anything that they do, but I actually need to see it. I need to see that the Yankees are going to be able to go out there and lock up Rodon. Now, if they make that move, that's a big boy move. That's an old school Yankee move. That's a George move. They go out there and on top of Rodon, trade for Tatis Jr. Now we're talking. Now the Yankees are back. But I still have my doubts, which is hard to believe. I still have my doubts that that's going to happen. Love to see it. I'll believe it when I see it.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let
2: them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666.
0: Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: kind of back on the fan, 877 337 I know nobody cares about anybody else's fantasy team, but just in general, I've been in a fantasy this year much more than I have in years past. And I have three leagues, which is way too many, and I'm going to trim it down to no more than two next year. I think two is manageable, three just becomes too much. You're playing against the guys that you have in one league. It's, it's, just, it's ridiculous all over the place. But I take the challenge personally. And there was one league that I joined a couple years ago and I sucked in the first two years. It takes me a while to learn. You know, each league is different. Bench spots, IR spots, rules, the settings, all that stuff. It, there's a learning curve involved, even if you're an experienced fantasy player. And this was year three in one league that I've just been getting my clock cleaned in. And finally, order has been restored as I am not only the number one seed, but also have the most points in the league. So I'm excited about that. All three teams, I've made the playoffs. The other th- all three leagues, I should say, made the playoffs. The other thing that I'm most proud about, and I've talked about this story, I was 0-5 in one league, my first year in this league, actually with Brian Myers, professional wrestler uh, professional wrestler Brian Myers, one of his good buddies who's become my good buddy, this guy Riley Allen, and so much trash talking. It's actually a fun league. But I was 0-5 to start, and they're making fun of me. Your team sucks. I'm like, no, it's not that bad. It's just been bad luck. I'll get it turned around. You watch, and now you're really ticking me off. I, I guarantee you I'm going to get a turnaround. And I did. 0-5 to 7-7, and 7 and the last team in. So now, this weekend, where instead of hanging out with my wife the entire weekend, you know, because it's her birthday weekend, I actually think we're going to go see Avatar on Monday for her birthday. There's four hours down the drain. But anyway, I mean, you got to go out to probably dinner. I know I'm going to be on, you know, baby duty. And that's the least I could do, right? Probably should be doing that anyway. But especially on my wife's birthday weekend. And while I may be there, you know, physically, mentally, I'm going to be in these fantasy matchups. Thank goodness I got one bye. It's down to two games this week. That's it. Sus, do you play fantasy football at all? Of course. Um,
6: one. How I many mean, leagues? I'm in four. Oh my! I
2: have four leagues.
6: I, yeah, I think after this season, I need to trim down, and I'm, I'm and I'm slowly considering dissolving a league that I'm in as a commissioner for.
2: Hey, so let me ask you something. You're a commissioner of a fantasy league. Yes. Do you expect a tip at the end if like somebody wins? You know, you you know, you run the league. You you get a tip if you don't win, somebody else does. You expect that?
6: No, absolutely not. This is a very thankless role in fantasy football. Nobody ever thanks you. Nobody cares what you do as commissioner. And all you do is just basically make sure that what time are we drafting? Do we have enough people in the league? Right. Cool. All
2: right. Well, you got to collect the money as well, right? Yeah. You get all the money up front or. Well, for me, it's because, like,
6: I have full trust in everybody else in my league that they'll pay the money. The The only other time is that I have to chase around somebody and just basically just message them over so, and over again.
2: All right, so my point is do – because I didn't think about this until the other day where I was like, well, I'm going to win this league and I'm going to get the highest points and I'm going to be in first place. So no matter what, I should get paid out for that. And I'm thinking, do I got a tip? Like, it's different if you're running – a pool. As a Matter of fact, I remember one year I was running... Uh, what the hell pool was it? It might have been a college. And maybe it was a March Madness pool. Carton won and tipped out pretty well, I might add. But it's different with those pools. That, like, I could see. There's a lot of work that goes into it. That's a different. difference. You're talking about 50 people, 100 people. You're running a pool like that. That's known that, hey, you win that pool. You, you should tip out. Fantasy? A 12-team fantasy league or 14-fantasy team league? Like... Do you, would you tip if you won and you weren't the commissioner? Are you going to do? Something, are you going
6: do that in another league? It depends on how well you know the people in your leagues, like especially. So the the one that I'm commissioner. Have for. you ever won and paid out a tip? No, I've never won in general. The only time I've ever won. Wow, oh, now we
2: have another problem on our hands.
6: Listen, I call it the commissioner's curse. Whenever you're a commissioner, you're just like. But you're in four leagues. Are you commissioner in all four? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. So I have a work league. Mm-hmm. I have a personal league amongst f- friends from college. Mm-hmm. I have another one with another group of friends, and then a fourth one that I'm in with a bunch of people from uh, that I've met online for fantasy advice or right. whatever. It's like it's like one of those online communities where you meet up with people, and you get to know them through doing like different fantasy uh, football, like
2: yeah, you know. that that's one I think you should, sounds like you should cut. But <laughs> but anyway, you got to trim it down a little. Bit. I'm just curious. I'd be curious to see what people think. Like, do you tip out? If you win your fantasy league, I've had enough with the tipping. Here's what I don't like about the tipping. I feel forced to tip in certain situations, especially now where you go into a restaurant. I mean, I had this happen last week. I ordered some dinner. I was at SMY hanging out in between shifts. I ordered some dinner from a diner. I go pick it up. It's like a few minute walk from whatever SMY. Go to pick it up. Now, I ordered the... And by the way, the girl on the phone couldn't take the order. How hard is it to to get an omelet, turkey, and spinach? And feta. Cheddar? No, no. Feta with an F. I'm sorry. Did you say turkey? No, no. Not turkey bacon. Not turkey sausage. Turkey. Just look at my last order. It's up there. Oh, okay. I got it. Anyway. So, I get the order. I go down there. I pick it up. And... No harm, no foul, whatever, it's ready, all good to go. And then I'm signing the credit card thing. Add a tip. And now I'm under pressure. I shouldn't be under that pressure. What's the tip for in that situation? They didn't serve me. What am I, tipping 10%? Even if you order Uber Eats, automatic, oh, you you want a great tip, 20%. 20% on an Uber Eats order? I'm not being served dinner here. Now, I get that, you know, you tip the delivery person. I understand that. But, I mean, 20%, is that not ridiculous? It just feels like every which way, especially now holiday season. I mean, you get a tip. I I remember when I lived in the city on my own. uh, This was from 2012, I guess, through 15. I forget the exact years, but roughly around then. And the first time, which I was living in a studio apartment and... The the, the rent is just obscene, as you can imagine, in the city. And I was barely able to afford that. And then I get the the old Christmas envelope in the mail. And it's like 30 people, 30 little faces. Some of whom I've seen, some of whom I've I've never seen. 30 little faces saying, hey, with their names and basically like here are the people that you need to tip. I was like, what the hell? I want to be spending more money on tips in this building on people that I don't even know than my own family. I like tipping. I think I'm a decent tipper, at least. But I want to do it on my own. I want to do it based on merit, not because I feel like I have to. You go to City Field and you get whatever it is that you're getting. Beer, fries, Shake Shack. They hit you with that tip thing. Is that the garden too? Yeah, let me get a popcorn and a water. Okay, here you go. 10% tip. Care to tip? I'm like, well. And it is my own guilt. I feel like a bad guy if I don't tip. But I'll tell you this I am not tipping in the fantasy pool. If I win and I've already taken down total points and first place, if I win the championship, no tip. Here's a tip. I'm out. I go out on top. Stewart is going from Brooklyn. Stewart. Hey,
7: good morning, Sal.
2: Good morning, Stewart.
7: How are you, Sal? Pretty good. Why are you stress out over my new things like tip?
2: Is it my new things? Yes, of course
7: it is. Come on, it's your money. You should be able to do whatever you want with your money. Uh, on any given situation,
2: I know, but don't you feel obligated? No, you don't, huh? Uh Okay.
7: No, because when you live off of one check like I do, you gotta make it last the whole month. What
2: do you do, by the way? Are you still working? Do we ever go no, over that? No, oh, you retired.
7: I'm, no, I'm still hoping to get some hours from this gentleman in Greenpoint. Doing what? Uh, dispatching, working at a car service.
2: Do you still drive or no? No,
7: no, uh, no, 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 no. Huh. Not after two surgeries. You don't drive.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, if I were to hire you as my driver one day.
7: If you want to hire me as your driver one day, I'd be glad to take you around.
2: Right, but I mean, I can't. I, how can I trust you now? you tell me you can't drive because you got the surgeries? Amongst, no, amongst other that doesn't things.
7: mean I can't drive around. I still drive a car. Oh, okay. I just didn't take it to City Field because... Who wants to put a new? Who wants to put a, my new car in the parking lot and come right.
4: out
2: and say what happened here? All right, so you're not working currently? No. Oh, okay. No. We well, need to get. Yeah. You want to get a job or what? Well, we yeah, trying to
7: all time. Do yeah. something. Get out of here. I'd like to get out of this place. Yeah. And I got stuck here, unfortunately, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it's a long story. But do you want to know what I? I just want to get out a few days, a few hours a week to, to make some money and get away from these people.
2: So what's, what, What the people that you live with in the building? uh uh-huh. Yeah, it's terrible. They
7: are, uh, loonies. I'm pathetic.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to be personal and, and have any personal attacks now, Stuart. Well, let's I want to be nice.
7: Yeah. I, I attack full force.
2: Yeah, have they felt the rage in a uh, while?
7: They know what it is. Mm-hmm. They know what and it they is. continue
2: to bark up that tree, huh? Oh,
7: they. I told they all not all of them. Now they back off because I told them you don't back off. Watch what happens next. <laughs> Watch what happens next. <laughs> if You think I'm kidding? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no,
2: no, no. I, I get the feeling that you're somebody that uh, I wouldn't want to mess with.
7: Let's say this much: you push the wrong button, it goes kaboom. Mm. Anything, everything's on the table. Yeah. Okay. Are you are but, you
2: seeking help for this anger issue that you have?
7: My psychologist from Blue College every once a week.
2: So you have therapist.
7: She keeps she talks me off the ledge.
2: Okay, that's good to know. Once a week.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I've was... known the woman over fifty years.
2: Wow, and she's been able to help you this much, huh?
7: She's helped me in so many, and I, I, she's helped me in a lot of situations. Well, but I'm saying if,
2: if she hasn't been able to curtail that anger issue in fifty years, maybe you want to see somebody else.
7: So the anger because of the two surgeries I had.
2: Mm. What surgeries are those? Oh,
7: six. Uh, open heart, which were, it was supposed to be a triple bypass, and it was a double because one of the arteries collapsed.
2: Oh, jeez. And
7: in 19, the right main artery was uh, 100% blocked and calcified, and thank God they were open, able to open it without a bypass.
2: And you got to start eating healthy and going to the gym. Now
7: I'm eating yeah. healthy, and I'm going to the gym.
2: Now I know why you stay away from bacon as much as you do.
7: Uh, that's That's the one thing that almost Told me. Yeah. I was eating bacon seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Hmm. That's how much addiction I was.
4: Like
2: I regular? Was you were addicted to bacon, huh? Yes. Like regular bacon or turkey bacon or what uh, are we talking regular about? Regular bacon. And what, what, what did you make it yourself, like microwave? What, what are we talking uh, about? In a uh, in diner. And you Okay, so you had BLT or just bacon and eggs or what?
7: Bacon
2: and eggs. Every day.
7: Mm-hmm. And, and the second shot was straight bacon. Hmm. Oh, that was bad. Uh, yeah. Real bad. And huh, Well, uh, thank God. Now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm healthy, and I take care of myself, and I don't eat that stuff anymore.
2: Good to hear, Stuart. Oh,
7: I'll tell you what, though. One more story. I went to a Dunkin' Donuts to have a, an egg white wrap. Mm-hmm. Guess what they put in the egg white wrap? Uh-oh. Patonships.
2: Did they feel I, the wrath?
7: I went back two two weeks later to the same place, and I told them what happened.
2: Now, did you eat it with the bacon yeah, it, in it?
7: Yeah, it, it was too late. It was like well, I mean, a, you taste cr- the bacon, saying, you can, uh, yeah, you, you it can taste it late.
2: immediately and spit it out, but if you have an well, addiction... Was, uh... I was
7: in my car, i not spitting it out, my
2: yeah. car. Oh, plus it tasted pretty good, right?
7: Oh, yeah, but you want to know what? I went back to, two weeks later, I told the gentleman what happened, and uh, he said he was sorry. I said, you people can't understand bacon, uh, not egg white wrap, mm. no bacon. And they said, okay, I went there, I purchased food, and they told me I didn't know him, and he said, he felt bad that, that I had an experience a uh, very uh, unpleasant situation.
2: So look at you. You got a free meal out of it, and you got to enjoy bacon. I, I didn't enjoy it. Well, I mean, you must have. It was harmful. But you ate the whole thing. Do you know what the egg white wrap is?
7: Yes. Bacon donut? Yeah. It was it was little bits of it. You know what but I, I like? No, I didn't enjoy it, but I wasn't going to spit it
2: out in my car. Well, because it's bacon. Who spits out bacon? And thank you for the call, Stuart. You know what I like from Dunkin' Donuts? The, and I don't get this a lot, but, you know, occasionally on a weekend, you know, my wife likes going there for the coffee or whatever. We get the um, the bagel, little bagel bites. It's like just a little ball bagel with cream cheese in it. Man, it is good. And my daughter likes the hash brown, so that's why we've been going there sometimes.
1: It was good to catch up with you, Stuart.